This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Back with us to wrap up the very exciting week in Indiana and national government and politics, the one and only Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? It's going great. Okay. All right. So I'm sick of Comey. I'm sick of it. I had to talk about it for four hours nonstop yesterday on WIBC. Talked about it all week before that. Very quickly, then we'll move on to the topic I want to get to because there's a very important local topic to the state of Indiana. How do you think he did yesterday? What's the very quick fallout for the residents here in Hendricks County? You know, I think that it, it proves very much what we've been saying on the program. I thought it was interesting. To, I'll, I'll go on a rabbit trail. Um, if you have to sign any form and they ask you if you're under federal investigation, um, say no, because it's just a matter. <laughs> it's not a criminal investigation. It's just a matter. Okay, so uh, very quickly, because I told everybody yesterday on WIBC, I said, this is a huge waste of time. You can miss the whole thing. Your life won't be impacted one way or another. I I feel like when we got done, we didn't learn anything new, nothing earth-shattering came out of this, and this was all just a big waste of time. Yeah, at the end of the day, it basically proved that Trump, it, it was good in one aspect, is it was it showed how the media took little bits of comments that people made, took it out of context. On, out of context, put a spin on it, made you think one thing, and then when they had the full-blown conversation, it kind of vindicated Trump in that Trump wasn't the antagonist. He wasn't the, you know, his hopes, his dreams, his things that showed what he was trying to do. He wasn't out pressuring anybody, trying to get anything done. He was just asking questions. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get to our feature story today, and that is, we've told you for a very long time on this program and others, do not 
give NDOT a blank check because they will largely waste the money. And of course, we're referring to the gasoline tax, the big, big tax on gas the legislature passed this year. And I'm going to read you a story next. Scott and I are going to talk about it, which is example number one of why we were right. It's coming up next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- 231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9 Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. Welcome back to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong. Thanks for joining us. And our topic of focus today is a, well, it's a sort of a, it's got what we call tentacles because we've been talking about this topic for a very long time, in part because we said when the state legislature was debating passing a massive tax on gasoline, which ultimately succeeded this year, they said it's going to go to, much of it's going to go to NDOT for roads. And I said, NDOT is the last person you should ever want to give money unaccountably to Having worked with NDOT when I was a local elected official, it is like giving money to the mob and this will blow up in everyone's face and they will squander it. And no sooner does the gasoline tax get ready to go into effect, but we are presented with this story uh, about I-69, the fifth leg of I-69, and it is in trouble, Mr. Scott, and it is now going to cost the state of Indiana and NDOT millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. 
Yes, it is. So um, what's happening here is the, a Spanish company um, had a lower bid than everybody else. And so this is the I-69 development partners uh, apparently have, devel- have entered into insolvency. And the proceedings are in Spain. Okay, so <laughs> this is to connect... 69 between Bloomington and Martinsville. Yes. This was originally slated to be done, I believe, in October of 2016. And now uh, this company has basically run out of money. It's not done. And they're now saying it could be August of 2018 or so at the earliest. The story, the most recent story, they've been talking about this all week uh, from IndyStar says bond rating company says I-69 construction money could run out in July. I'm just going to read a very quick portion of this. Standard and Poor has again downgraded the bonds financing the construction of I-69 between Bloomington and Martinsville on Thursday, saying the project could run out of money before the end of July. And how it works in government, no money, no work, no worky. Mm-hmm. The uh, contractors are not working for free. Uh, in a race with the clock, state officials are negotiating with bondholders to take over financing and management of the project and bring it to completion. But so far, they have failed to reach an agreement, the ratings agency said. Uh, story goes on uh, to say, yet when asked if a state takeover would increase the construction cost above the original $325 million bid, state officials appear to disagree. So now we have a doubt and people fighting over what it's going to cost, how much it's going to cost. Trust me, it's going to cost a lot more. Scott? Yeah, so they're talking about at least um, $164 million is going to be needed. And guess where that's going to come from? They're talking about that is going to come to the taxpayers at this point. So the states tried to go in and buy the bonds up. That's not happened. And the bottom line is there's a lot of construction equipment sitting out there doing a lot of nothing. So we talk about this because we were called some bad names. Mm Mm-hmm. People said, oh, you don't have a plan to fix the roads. You guys are just the party of no. You don't, uh, you're not providing any viable solution. And what we said at the time is we recognize, and I'm strong, anything I say here that you say I disagree with, please uh, okay. correct me because I'm right. using we as like the law sure. firm of Kendall and Strong. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to recap all of our months and months of statements here. But we recognize that the roads need to be repaired. We need. We recognize that more revenue needs to be dedicated. But what we said is, let's not just write these guys a blank check because NDOT has a somewhat sketchy history in terms of getting things done on time, getting things done on budget. Let's phase this in like an allowance to children. Let's give right. you, instead of a billion dollars, let's give you $300 million the first year mm-hmm. if you use it responsibly. Then we'll up it. And then when all resources are exhausted, we'll consider giving you maybe raising a gasoline tax. Am I wrong? No, that's not a bad way to do it. And this is standard kind of management procedure when you come into private business. You start a project. Let's see how you do. And then as you continue to have, um, you know, you're making progress on a goal then you look to see if you're under budget if you're over budget where we can bring things along but for some reason government has this thing the question comes is how much does it cost and you give them the entire amount up front before the project even starts and then three years later they come back and say oh guess what we need more money or there's no updates there's nothing along there's no project updates and except in this case that we need more money so um, it sounds like that there needs to be something 
um, a project management or something of more accountability of these companies or of NDOT of how they're spending the money and when they're on budget, when they're behind, or what's going on. Okay, there was a very famous song, I believe it was in the 70s, it was called Jive Talking. Oh, yes. I don't know if you remember this yes. song. I'm listening to the state try to explain this, and I'm telling you right now, they're jive talking mm -hmm. here. Uh, Indy Star says, The Indiana Finance Authority loaned I-69 Development Partners $243 million from private activity bonds to help finance the design, construction, and long-term operation of a 21-mile stretch of highway. The project is about half finished. So they loan the money out. Yes. You're hearing here the money is running out, mm -hmm. and the project is half finished. And the article closes here, and this is what is interesting to me, um, because, again, the state's mm -hmm. saying, well, it's not going to be of any – or may not be of any cost to taxpayers. The Indy Star article ends. In that notice, the IFA said it would take nearly $237 million to complete the project and that $72 million was available. That means $164 million is needed to, quote, complete construction and resolve claims. Now, again, I'm not a wizard of smart. I'm not a legal expert. I am a simple man. But something isn't computing here. Right. So IFA is the Indiana Finance Authority that's been doing this. It seems like a lot of the focus is upon, is on the finance, the bonds, and the numbers. There's not much looking into what's happening. There's subcontractors in the articles that are saying that they haven't been paid. Um, the management, you know, this whole project was supposed to be done in October of 2016. Forgive me, I think it's 2017 now. And so we're, we've missed the deadlines. We've missed the target dates. And there was, seems to be no project accountability for somebody that lives in the project world of corporate America, you know, I'm being tasked with things three months before my deadline comes up. I'm being given updates and asked and, you know, held accountable long before that deadline comes along. And in, and I'm asked, you know, what happens if you're over budget three months before I even get to the disbursement of funds before I even get there? So the question is, what's the accountability on these contractors and what's the reports that are being handed in? And how can we have transparency in the process to hold these contractors and people accountable. Again, Central Indiana Today, I'm Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong talking about the big failure of I-69 from Bloomington to Martinsville and uh, what it's going to cost you as a taxpayer. Now, here's the problem with this whole thing because I'm going back to the gas tax because this is why we said do not just give these people money. Mm -hmm. Do not just give these people money. The bottom line is the uh, the, the average person has no idea how that money is going to be spent. That's right. Because remember the house was tweeting uh, to send us pictures of your potholes because we're yes. going to fix your potholes. And we were out there saying, INDOT is a machine. Its primary function is to build stuff, not fix potholes. Right. That's more your local. Now, if there's a big giant chuck hole on 65, and mm -hmm. Dot's probably going to get out there and fix that. But if you've got a chuck hole on Main Street in Brownsburg, Dot says, we'll get to that sometime in October, mm -hmm. maybe. And if that's if you're lucky. Yeah. So they're not fixing your potholes, so that's not what they're doing. Now they're building stuff, but they can't build stuff on time. But you just gave them an extra billion dollars a year for what? The problem is the state legislature, and they do this time and time again with things. They pass something. They say, we'll see you next January. Thanks. Have a nice year. Yeah, and so this is the problem with government is, you know, it's, it's a government where they want to just throw money at a problem 
just throwing money at a problem doesn't solve the problem. What solves a problem is getting into the nitty-gritty and holding their accountability. So what, why is it that more money is always the solution? I mean, if you've ever seen the ads on insurance and things, why can't technology and efficiencies and project management skills to reduce the cost be a part of the equation? The other guy that's getting off scot-free on this, and there's nothing to do to him now anyway, is former Indiana Governor Mike Pence, Mm because this was his big thing, and he touted how great this was going to be, and this thing's awful, and he's in Washington having a good time. Yes, you know, there is a thing about moving to another office. This is kind of why sometimes when you have sales reps and you allow them to sell something, you make them stay in the sales territory and don't move (laughs) on because then they have to deal with the issues that they promised. Uh, This is bad, and it's, it's example numero uno of why we said don't do this. It's not that we don't want the roads fixed. It's not that we don't want INDOT or the proper agencies to have funds to do projects. But this is bad, man. I mean, it, it. look, again, I don't care what the IFA is saying right now. It looks to me like there's a minimum of $164 million out there that's going to be needed to get this thing done. Yeah, and what really needs to happen, and this isn't just the roads. This is something that needs to happen across government. We need some real fiscal managers that come in, that look at the processes that our government is using, and, and let's stop talking about how much money everything costs. Let's talk about the process and how it's done and what's the best way to do it, and then have a cannabis accountability and transparency to get things done faster cheaper better more efficiency and with quality and get it on time under what we have to pay for it all right we're gonna take another break when we come back there was an article out the other day that speaking of mike pence his brother is lining up taking a side in the race for united states senate sides are being formed very quickly right now and this senate race is going to be very interesting a lot of fun for us awful for the candidates but that's okay that's them not us we'll talk about it next you're listening to central indiana today rob kendall here speaking with donald james from impact youth mentoring donald what is impact youth mentoring rob we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks county and developing tomorrow's leaders How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall, Scott Strong, thanks for joining us. Okay, politics is getting very interesting in the state of Indiana. Next year, there's a big election. Yes. United States Senate seat, Joe Donnelly, friend of the show, currently holds. Is it wrong that I like Donnelly? No. I like Donnelly. I really like Donnelly. Oh, it's nice to like everybody. I told Hammer and Nigel the other night on their show, I said, I couldn't ever vote for Donnelly. And they said, well, why not? They said, that's pretty partisan of you. I said, because you're not voting for the person, you're voting for leadership. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're voting for 
uh, in, in case of Senate or House elections, you're not voting for that person because they don't really have any power. You're voting for whoever you want to be the leadership of the respective body. And in the case of Donnelly, that would be Schumer, and that scares me to death. So I couldn't vote for Donnelly, but I like Donnelly. He's a nice guy. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of nice people in politics. Unfortunately, when they get in behind those closed rooms, they sometimes cave to whatever their party wants them to do. Right. So uh, Donnelly's going to either is going to take on a Republican. Yes. Um, and of course, you all recall Donnelly was a senator because Richard Murdoch went drinking the night before the debate <laughs> yes. and said the worst thing in the history of Indiana politics and mm-hmm. lost his slam dunk easy win United States Senate seat in 2012. Yes. The next person that's running is probably going to be a little more polished than Richard Murdoch. Yes. And Donnelly will have to win it the old-fashioned way. Yes, he will. So it will likely, we think, either be Todd Rakita, our U.S. representative here in the 4th District mm-hmm. in Erks County, or Luke Messer, who represents the eastern part of the state, the 6th Congressional District, I believe it is. And these two guys, they're already getting nasty with each other. Oh, yes, it is. So it's it's early. They are lining people up. They're trying to get to the establishment people and peel people to the right or to the left, whoever you are, to be in their respective campaigns. And, of course, there's always a dark horse that's out there of other people that might jump in that people are even maybe hoping will jump in. The big rumor is that Curtis Hill, Mm -hmm. the attorney general, uh, currently thinking about getting into the race. And he's been making the rounds. Yes. He'll be speaking to the Hendricks County Young Republicans in the very near future. And he's been at the downtown GOP club. He's pinning editorials in the Indy Star. He's certainly not acting like a guy who just got elected. He's looking at a guy looking like a guy who's looking at running for office. Yeah, and I think one of the things is with these two congressmen, if you really look at their voting records, they are very similar. I mean, they're not very far off from each other. Um, they're already attacking each other. So some of the people are starting to look, is there somebody else out there? And and when you take a look at our attorney general. He had huge vote returns out here. Matter of fact, he was the guy that won, you know, hugely in the last election. And we're talking about this right now because it doesn't affect anybody. It's sort of like off-season in baseball right right now. It's like the teams are signing their favorite players. Mm -hmm. But the players you sign now could impact your team once the race starts in January. And Messer just got a a big player for his team. Yes, he's gotten big finance chairman um, to help him raise finances. And now, strangely enough, this person's looking at his replacement. The brother of Mike Pence is siding up. Indy started an article about this with Messer. Now, of course, people make a big deal about this because they say, well, the brother of Mike Pence, does that mean Pence is going to come out and endorse Messer? Pence has said, doesn't matter what my family does. I like both guys. I'm staying neutral. Yes, that's exactly that's the and that's probably the best route to go. And at the other aspect, the Pence name is strong. If his brother decides to run, it's probably not going to hurt his brother in any way, shape, or form to, for him to or not to endorse. The brother looking at running for or brother looking at running for the Messer seat if Messer yes. gets in the race. Now Rakita. Uh, has been a little scant on names that are behind him. Messer mm-hmm. rolling out a lot of the big poobah names, the yeah. Bob Grands of the world, etc. And people keep going, ooh, look at all these people behind Messer in the political chatter class. But Rakita's a region guy. 
He yep. plays for keeps. Yep. And while I'm going to guess Rakita may not have the names that Messer will, he's going to have people who are not afraid to throw a few elbows and uh, beat up whoever they're running against. Yeah, and this kind of becomes the dominoes that we've seen over the last few years. <clears throat> and because now we're also seeing and there's a lot of these Lincoln Day dinners that are going on. So strangely enough, there's a lot of people like in Rokita's district that are now going to all of these other different Lincoln Day dinners. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is an open field. So there's a lot going on out here. So Rokita is really going to rely heavily on his grassroots organization from Secretary of State. He's crisscrossing the state. Luke Messer is doing the same thing. And so are all the local candidates that want to fill their slots as well. It gives us something to talk about. Oh, yes. Uh, it makes us more important because everybody wants, <laughs> to, wants our endorsement or support. Uh, by the way, I've... Uh, I've told people that the best part about this... See, I've been through this, not mm -hmm. on this sort of level, yep. but on a local level, and it's a nightmare. Running for office is... Uh, it was fun for a guy like me, but I imagine for the average person, it is a nightmare. You're away from your family. You're doing all of these sort of things. Um, but it's nice to be on the other end of the table now and go, oh, I just get to sit back and watch and uh, have empathy for both of them, but at the end of the day, go, you brought this upon yourself. Yes, it's one of those things that you really have to have a passion for. It. You really have to go out and go for it. And there's always a thing when you come, probably come home at night, did I do enough today? Was there one more voter that I could have reached? And so, you know, we have a lot going on. We're still 11-plus months out from this. They're not going to file their stuff until January. Right now, this is all about lining up the people that will help you in that final three months from February to May. And then one most of the public, believe it or not, will not start paying attention until the final month before the election. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, running for office, if you want to be, it's just like anything else. You can run for office and just do it, or you can run for office and be good at it. Mm -hmm. And obviously, these guys want to do it and be good at it, because these two guys, Rakita and Messer, now, Hill's in the best position of anybody. Oh, because, yes. Because he could run, he could lose, and he keeps his job. Yes. Because you don't. he doesn't have to surrender his position. He's not up for re-election as attorney general for several years. He can do whatever he wants. Rakita and Messer are in the same position that Stutzman and Young were in last year. They would have to give up their U.S. House seat in order to run, which means whatever it is, 180 grand a year, full benefits, the all the perks that come with it. There's a lot on the line for these two guys. Yeah, and you know, if you're the winner, you look like a, a wonderful, you know, the guy that made it all happen. And if you're the guy that loser, well, then you're the guy that's lobbying and running around, you know, alms, alms for the poor <laughs> on Capitol Hill. Now, a guy like Stutzman, he ran and lost. I don't think he cared because he's got the family farm, mm -hmm. and I think he's just as comfortable being there. But a guy like Rikita or Messer, they're political lifers, right? I mean, yeah. they live for this stuff. They need it. It's in their DNA. I think it'd be embarrassed. Either one of them would be embarrassed. Whoever doesn't win. Yeah, and it doesn't. Well, we know that Luke Messer's wife has a job, so <laughs> he, he can, he's got something to fall back on. Um, and and so both of them are very well politically connected. Both of them will have other things that they can do. So it's not like you know, um, Rokita has a pilot's license and he can fly a lot of things. Uh, but if you take a look at this, both of them are very well suited to do other things. But both 
both of them have the passion for the politics and for these issues. So maybe they can go out and support other causes, but both of them feel like this is their time to step up and to address major issues. So it would be heart tugging for them, either one of them not to win. Yeah. And as someone who's run and done it and won, you know, and it was on a local level, so it's a little different, but I will tell you there, there was, and I was, I'm not, wasn't married, didn't even have a girlfriend at the time. So it was easy for me to go at four 30. All right. I'm going out and knocking on doors until eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know what? I got nothing, nothing but my own time at risk here. And I could go to all the events I wanted during the day because I was self-employed. So nobody but myself was being impacted. And I loved it. And I'd do it for free. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it, it didn't matter to me. But if you're a guy like Rakita's got a couple kids, I don't, I'm not as familiar with Messer's situation. Like being away and crisscrossing the state, that's a huge deal, man. Yeah, and there's also this aspect of a lot of people really start to pin a lot of hopes on you. Oh, yeah. A lot of expectations of what they want to do. And there's a huge aspect if you don't win that you're very much, you know, a lot of people will literally cry and have tears that you don't get elected and will be heart, you know, heartbroken that you're not in the seat and, and you feel like you've let them down. Yeah, it's interesting because, so like last year with the Stutzman Young race, the last day, so the day before the election, I got to interview Trump, mm-hmm. and then I made the decision at that moment in time, no matter what happens in this election tomorrow, I'm going back to radio, I don't care. But there's a lot of people who worked for Stutzman who had pinned their future on, this yes. guy needs to win, I've got to have a job for the next several months, at least running the campaign, and then once he wins, if he wins the U.S., the actual seat, yep. then I get to go to Washington or whatever. There's lives on the line here, so for me, I couldn't wait for the election to be over. Great! We're done! I think we actually spent yes. election night together. That's yes, right. it's over! Your guy lost! Who cares? <laughs> right. Going back to radio, either way. But for a lot of people, you're right, it's a huge deal. Yeah, and so, you know, there this, this whole world of political for these people that that live this day in and day out. I mean, lives and careers are made or broken on that night or on that day when elections happen. And for some of them, it's finally, you know, some a relief that they get their lives back. And some people, it's now like on steroids because you go to the next level. It's kind of like winning an NBA championship. You know, you win the Eastern Semi-Conference Finals. Now you get to go into the championship. It just it's just that much more elevated. And I'll say this right now. And see, the good news is now that I'm a, now that I'm just a commentator, say whatever I want, I think either one of these dudes is going to have a really hard time beating Donnelly. It's going to be tough. Now, the one thing you look at Donnelly, Donnelly, even with all of the things that happened with Murdoch, he still just barely coasted over the 50% mark. So the question is going to be how many of the Trump voters that plus 19 in Indiana that came here show up in the 2018 election? You know, the idea for Donnelly is he's probably sitting at home saying, saying the rosary, saying, please don't let those people show up again and vote for, you know, you know, because that could really mess up. He doesn't want to be another buy. Well, and we'll wrap it up with this. I say that because Stutzman and Young said, and they didn't know buy was going to get in at the time, but mm-hmm. they're looking at Baron Hill, who was the candidate at the time, and yep. they said, either one of us will beat this dude in our sleep. That's exactly So whoever wins this primary is the next senator. So you basically got one election you got to win. Your election was yep. the primary. The In the case of whether it's, uh, whether it's Rakita or Messer, if you win the primary... No the guarantee. real battle just begins because Donnelly, it's going to be a $50 million center race. And I would say right now I'd pay get at a 40% chance of either one of these people beating Donnelly, especially after they beat the heck out of each other for five months. So I wouldn't do it. 
But, hey, I'm just a guy on the radio. And this is why a third candidate that's coming out, like the attorney general, could be the person because if these guys beat each other up too much, he could come in as a third you know, a third wheel or a third candidate to come in that he might not be beat up that much and could come in and people could resonate towards that type of a candidate. All right, Scott, great job. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Search Central Indiana today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. You can listen anytime you want. Podcast is always presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. 
Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.